everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of Two Strike Noise. I am one of your co-hosts, Jeff Paulson. Sitting in the special studio number 34 is my co-host, Mark A. Johnston. Happy show number 34 day, Mark. I I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited. Uh, I, I mean... 34, Nolan Ryan, Fernando Valenzuela, Walter Payton, Charles Barkley. It just goes on and on and on, you know, but but of course, I'm a huge fan because of the great Nolan Ryan. Yes. So, uh, you you know, normally this is the part of the show where I give you a choice that we can either talk about baseball history or some other nonsense. But uh, today I am going to just tell you what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Nolan Ryan. Because this is show number 34, and he is your favorite player, and he wears generally number 34. Yeah, well, we can go into that a little bit about uh, what number, other number. Nolan Ryan wore a number other than 34. Anybody out there that knows it, congratulations. Well, we'll we'll get in we'll get into all the Nolan Ryan goodness when we get you know into into the meat of the show. But before that, why don't we uh, let's start off with some batting practice, get warmed up and talk about some things that have gone on uh, in baseball that we want to talk about before we get into the Nolan Ryan goodness. First of all, I wanted to talk about, this is, uh, you know, we're we're in the midst of the final week of the season, of the regular season uh, right now, and I wanted to talk about a couple of eras that are ending this season. Not talking about things like the, you know, expanded roster and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about real eras. First off, from my neck of the woods, the last ever football game was played on Coliseum turf during the baseball season two weeks ago. No more. The A's can go all the way to the World Series, and the Raiders will have not torn up the field in between any of those games because they're going to play in in London for a week, and then they're on the road and stuff. So we are done with the lines on the A's playing field forever. Yeah, you know, that's that's uh, definitely something that's annoying and distracting. So it's good to see that uh, it's time to go to Vegas, guys. Yeah, and you know, was the, the the Royals were in town last week with the A's, and they came in, the, the, the Raiders played on Sunday, and then the first game of the A's series was on Monday, and it rained overnight, so the grounds crew didn't get all of the work that they normally do in and i was there and it was it looked like a high school gymnasium you know where they've got like 15 different sports like lines all over the court and stuff yeah that's exactly (laughs) it yeah it was really i mean they couldn't even like kind of paint the lines green because they didn't have enough time so it really looked weird and it was a little off-putting but never again i'm very excited about that that is that's the end of an era and not a good one no, not a good, not a not a good look, not a good era. But we're done with it. Uh, another era coming to an end. Can you believe it? The Cubs no longer on WGN. No games on WGN what? at all. How did I not know this? Well, I just I didn't I didn't really know it until Twitter started reminiscing about it a couple of days ago. But uh, you know, the WGN hasn't shown a lot of Cubs games recently. They'll show just, you know, a handful here or there. They'll do some Bulls games, some Blackhawks games. They're not showing any more any more sports. It's it's all over. But WGN, I mean, before ESPN, definitely before MLB.tv, WGN and TBS were the only ways that I got to see Major League games during the week growing up. Yeah. Yep, me too. In fact, we didn't have WGN uh, until maybe two years after we had WTBS. Wow. So all I had was Braves games, man. Yeah. I, You know, we, we've talked at length reminiscing about the, you know, like the NBC game of the week and Monday Night Baseball. But those those were, you know, just one game, random teams, the uh, the Cubs and the Braves. Really, I got to know baseball by watching them day in and day out. And... You know, I feel like I didn't give, I, I always kind of like rolled my eyes when Harry Carey would be doing a game. Just, I just didn't feel like I was getting a real broadcast for some reason because I was an idiot. What's this old coot talking about? Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to know what Felipe, and uh, or I guess Moses Alou's name is spelled backwards or said backwards. <laughs> but, you know, I will tell you when we did that uh, Harry Carey 
episode a while back, I really like started to to realize, you know, that I did get to listen to him and I did get to listen to a legend. And, uh, you know, looking back with the WGN days with he and Steve Stone, I'm glad I got to see them. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. So those in TBS gone, gone the way of the dodo. Yes. Another end of an era. Yep. One more era that's ending, and this is in your neck of the woods, Felix Hernandez. Yes. Final home start on Thursday after this show comes out. Really the end of an era. I mean, he has been, he's really been the face of the the Mariners for the past 15 years. I mean, Ichiro, sure, he's there. Uh, Griffey was pretty much gone 15 years ago, but Felix has only been a Mariner, and he's kind of been the face of the franchise, and he is... not going to be back obviously you you couldn't be more accurate felix is is a legend around here and uh you know it he had a he had a pretty rough year uh, to put it mildly you know but um seattle fans are still pulling for him they still fill up the king's court and uh, i don't know what's going to happen after this year you know if he's gonna move on to a different team or maybe he'll take a smaller contract with incentives i don't know but i guess we'll find out soon yeah, well, I wanted to mention this. You know, you and I, especially when I was there, we talk about this during Felix games all the time because he got no run support in so many of the yeah. games that he would start. This stat I, I saw, uh, Felix Hernandez' career outcomes when allowing one earned run or less. So this is when Felix has started a game and he's given up one or fewer runs. Yeah, there's only one number fewer than one, and that's zero. <laughs> one or fewer. He won 102 games. He lost 12. So he shuts he shut out a team 12 times and still or no, he he just gave up one run to to a team 12 times and still lost. That's terrible. This is the number that grabs me. 46 no decisions. Wow. <laughs> so, so that means the Mariners couldn't score one or more runs to get him a decision 46 times. That's yeah. that's a lot. It's incredibly frustrating, you know. Um, we we we're excited about our team for the future in Seattle, but boy, those times where Felix would throw a gem and we couldn't put a run up on the board here a few years back—that was that just sucked. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, because frankly, everybody's talking about it, uh, is we're, we're shifting back to the A's. We, this is not an A's Mariners podcast. If you're just tuning in, we promise it's not. <laughs> But how can we not talk about Mike Fire's beard from last week? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So what 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 is your take on it? What did you think it was? What did I think it was? Yeah. What what did you think he was going for? Um I heard question mark and, and I was I, at the first of all, I was at the game, so I didn't get a good look at it until I got home and then I looked on Twitter and it was just everywhere. And then I saw pictures of it and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know what to think of it as a guy who rocks the facial hair once in a while. Um, <laughs> different. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I initially thought I've got, we've got dogs and cats and I thought it looked like, I thought it was a cat's tail. Uh, it's apparently <laughs> supposed to be a monkey tail. And apparently what happened is Mike Fires just, he took a dare from someone in the clubhouse and they Googled, uh, what is it here? I, I've got the actual Google search that they looked for. They looked for funny beards. And I'll, I'll post this uh, link in the show notes, probably post it on Twitter too. This is the page that they came up with. And there's one dude here rocking the monkey tail that he went with. <laughs> This guy it went. It is kind of a monkey tail. Yeah, though this guy went a step further, and he actually put stripes in it. So it's an interesting look. Also on this page, other options that he could have gone with. There's one uh, guy's shaved his beard and mustache into the Batman logo, which is pretty cool. That's what I would have gone with myself. I think that's a little bit more intimidating. Uh, yeah, then, I, I've uh, done a few wacko things with my hair and my beard too. I know that surprises you. <laughs> but I really have. We used to, uh, at, we'd, we would shave the back so it was really, like, really short. And it was pretty long on top. And then I would have my buddy Jason carve different things into the back of my head. He was a pretty good artist. So it started off with uh, just like the wild thing, Ricky Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And it moved on into uh, other sort of displays. I thought about taking some uh, 
you know, finding maybe a sponsor or two and carving Coca-Cola in the back, but no one, no, no takers. No takers. Shocking. Uh, another option that he could have gone with, uh, this guy's got a question mark where the, the, the mustache is kind of the top of the question mark. It circles around one side of his mouth and goes down to a soul patch. And then he's got a little space and then right on his chin, he's got the, the dot for the question mark. That's, that would have been a good uh, one too. You know, like, yeah. what, what am I going to throw? Fastball? Right. Splitter? You know? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> question. The only but, problem I really had with his beard was that he only had one sideburn. And I'm a big fan of sideburns. Uh, of course, Mike Fires only lasted like an inning and a half in this game because he had to come out. He was injured. He's scheduled to, to make his next start, but he immediately shaved it off as pitchers. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if you know this. Baseball players are superstitious. And uh, after being injured, he immediately shaved it off. Bad, bad juju. Yeah, I, I would have assumed that he would do that. Let's move on. I've got a couple more stats I want to hit. We'll get to debuts and then we'll get into the Nolan Ryan portion here. Uh, Emilio Pagan, former Mariner, former athletic, current Ray. Emilio Pagan, he is the 45th different pitcher to allow a home run to Cody Bellinger this season. Bellinger wow. has 45 home runs. <laughs> Every wow. single one of his home runs has come off a different pitcher. No kidding. That's amazing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, are you ready to move on to debuts? Yeah. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear who debuted in the past on this date. All right. So this podcast is debuting on September 24th. So let's look at some of these numbers. Now, this is weird because there were nobody. My first debut is 1992. Oh, wow. And I thought about it. And I'm like, oh, you know, we used to get all those old guys, but there's just none of them. Well, remember, MLB didn't play a 162 game season until 40, you know, 45 years ago, 45, 50 years ago. So a right. lot of those real old guys who I always enjoyed seeing, uh, not there. Gotcha, and, yeah. You know, come to think of it, this might be our last debut segment until next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get any, I don't think, in well, February. No, you know, we've, yeah, but we have had a couple of, of people make their Major League debut in the playoffs. So we'll probably get one more of these segments, but yeah. All right, yeah. so my first uh, debut is a Hall of Famer. 1992, Pedro Martinez made his debut. Now... Pedro, I have got a long list of, of accolades I could read here. Uh, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2015. He won three Cy Young Awards in 1997, 99, and 2000. Of course, he was a member of the 2004 World Series team in Boston. It's a career mark of 219 and 100 and 3,154 career strikeouts. Wow. A lot of superlatives for uh, for Pedro. <laughs> you know what I think of when I think of Pedro, though? The lasting image of Pedro Martinez for me? The, you're not going to say the Don Zimmer thing? No, no. Okay, good. Well, yeah, no. That's, that's there. But the lasting image for me is in Boston. They were, you know, goofing around with him one time, and they taped him to one of the poles in the dugouts with athletic tape. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, they put stuff. I, I don't remember if I think they put like Gatorade cups on his ears. You know, they really got him good. It's almost something you would expect a rookie to get done to him. But that is the <laughs> lasting image I remember of Pedro Martinez. <laughs> and funny. who, of course, New York, uh, uh, New York fans get or New York Yankees getting treated to who's your daddy chance. Those yeah. are never ending. Yeah. Uh, Next one, 1996, Levon Hernandez made his debut in the major leagues. Remember, Levon came over from Cuba, uh, defected, oh, yeah. and made a big splash in the few years that he did play. He was a member of the 1997 World Series Marlins team, the Florida Marlins. He finished with a 178 and 177 record. So, Boy, he was right there at 500. right there at the... At, at the uh, Euchre line. I'm changing it. It's not the Mendoza line. It's the Euchre line. Okay. For it makes pitching. more sense. Yeah, it definitely does. So, I did not realize how many teams he played for. I, I know the Marlins. I know the Giants. 
and I vaguely remember the Nationals. He played for six other teams. Can you name any of them? <laughs> no. I'm just going to go on the <laughs> window I can't. Okay. Tell me if any of these ring a bell, if you remember seeing him in any of these uniforms. Arizona. No. Minnesota. I don't think so, no. New York Mets. Nope. Colorado Rockies. <laughs> I don't remember him being a Rocky. Atlanta Braves. Really? Okay. And he finished up with the Milwaukee Brewers. Man, that's a lot of teams that I don't remember him being that, on. I know. You you know, even if I don't remember them actually playing for the team, I can usually remember seeing them in a jersey. None right. of them. No. Florida, San Francisco, and Washington. Yeah. The rest of them, yeah. absolutely not. That's funny. Yeah. 1997, Jason Veritek made his debut. Nice. Uh, Veritek, two-time he was on the uh, Red Sox when they won the World Series, 2003, 2005. He played all 15 years of his career in Boston, but he was not first signed by Boston or drafted by Boston. Do you know who he, I think you should know who he, who he first was uh, in the minor league uh, system of. Was Veritek in the uh, Mariners minor league system? He was. He was initially, the Yankees tried to sign him initially. Then the Mariners did sign him, played in the minors, and then he was traded with Derek Lowe to the Red Sox for Heathcliff Slocum if you got him. Yeah, uh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> what a great trade. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, 2002, Dusty Watham made his debut with the Indians. I just wanted to say Dusty Watham. Because uh, I want to play the Dusty Bottoms theme song again. I'm Lucky Day. I'm Ned Niederlander. I'm Dusty Bottoms. And together we're the Three Amigos. <coughs> nice. So that's two of the last three shows we've played the Dusty Bottoms theme song. Dusty but, Bottoms. By the way, uh, the Three Amigos on none of the three major streaming services. Netflix, Hulu, or Prime. No... Uh, no uh, three amigos we got no amigos no well, zero amigos zero amigos yeah uh, my final one i wanted to mention 2006 philip humber made his major league debut with the new york mets a career mark of 16 and 23 5.31 era do you know why i'm bringing up philip humber nope I, I would have thought, I, I thought you were even here. On April 21st, 2012, Philip Humber pitched the 21st perfect game in oh. Major League history against the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, that didn't click, and you're right. I was at the game. Not only was I at the game, I was keeping the score. <laughs> you, were, you were scoring that game. <laughs> mm. It all, all blends right. together when yeah. you lose as much as we lose, you know. Uh, by the way, Humber was traded by the New York Mets with Carlos uh, Gomez de Lois Guerrera, I've never heard of him, and Kevin Mulvey to the Minnesota Twins for Johan Santana. So huh. he was, he actually was worth something at some point if he was involved in a trade for Johan Santana. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that'll do it for our debut segment. Uh, hopefully we'll have be able to eke one more out this year but if not that's fun we'll definitely bring it back when the season starts but with that we are going to let the ground screw do their job and if we look down in the bullpen the home bullpen i see tonight's starting pitcher warming up it's number 34 this is show number 34 and this is mark's favorite player nolan ryan so mark i'm going to hand it over to you and let you tell us about uh mr nolan ryan well, it, there's there's so much to say. Um, real quickly, I became a huge Nolan Ryan fan uh, when he signed with the Astros back in, for, right before the 1980 season, and I have been a huge fan ever since. He is the reason I'm a big Astros fan, and uh, I've got all kinds of great Nolan Ryan stuff around the house. If my wife lets me set it up, I do. So um, a little bit about Nolan. Uh, he played 27, yes, you heard that right, 27 seasons. He won 324 games, and he played on eight all-star teams. January 31st, 1947, we were blessed with the birth of Nolan Ryan in Refugio, <laughs> Texas. Hey, I got a question for you, Jeff. What's Nolan Ryan's first name? I was just, I, I saw it because I've been looking through Nolan Ryan facts, and I, I was even going to mention it in the intro, but I forgot what it was, so I don't. <laughs> His name is Lynn Nolan Ryan Lynn. Jr. Lynn. 
He's a strong Lin. I bet he got teased, but I bet bet they only teased him once. Absolutely. You know, his father was Lin Nolan Ryan Sr. Who who knew? Well, remember, we talked about baseball players loving to give their sons the junior tag. Yeah, well, there you have it. He has a junior as well, uh, Nolan the third, but they just call him Reese. One Wendy, one Reese, and one Reed in the Ryan household. Um, Nolan actually uh, joined the military uh, U.S. Army Reserves in 67. So he did his time there. And, uh, okay, well, let's take a look. He pitched for 27 seasons with the New York Mets, the California Angels, the Houston Astros, and the Texas Rangers. Everybody knows Nolan for the big record, career strikeouts. 5,714. That's a lot. That's a lot of strikeouts. Um, And career no-hitters. People always bring that up as they should. Seven career no-hitters. He's the only player in Major League Baseball history to have his uniform retired by three different teams. Wow. Yes. The Angels, who retired number 30. That's right. He wore 30 with the Angels. The Astros... They retired number 34, and the Rangers also retired number 34. I found something interesting. Um, Nolan played football in high school, and then he had this uh, an injury, a head-on collision, with a guy named uh, Norm Buleik. Norm Buleik, who ended up being an NFL running back. So he was drafted in the first round, 18th overall, and uh, he's the guy that knocked Nolan Ryan into oblivion. He knocked some sense into Nolan. He did. He did. And so Nolan uh, went out and became a pitcher. In June of 1965, he was the 226th pick, 12th round of the Major League Baseball Amateur Draft by the Mets. Just a year later, just over a year later, September 1966, he makes his debut at Shea Stadium. They bring him in in the sixth inning against the Atlanta Braves. We have now been introduced to Von Ryan's Express. Uh, 67, he actually had to spend six months of basic training in the Army Reserves. So he was, uh, he was serving his country as well and doing uh, his duty. We go to 1969. Now, this is a special year. For the people, Mets, People like to talk was, about yeah. the 69 season and, and what, what we call the Miracle Mets. Not, not everyone knows Nolan Ryan was on the Miracle Mets. He was a young, flashy pitcher, and they were pretty established with, they had, uh, you know, some, some other solid pitchers, Tom Seaver, Kuzman, Matt Lack. You know, some, Nolan was, was just a guy out of the bullpen. And, but he did end up pitching in the World Series, and he, he, got, uh, he recorded a save, and they shut out the Baltimore Orioles. So... Uh, they took the lead two games to one, and the Mets went on to win the World Series four games to one, and it earned Nolan Ryan his only World Series ring. So more there than, he goes, more 27 years. Well, that's true. 27 years pitching, he got it over with real early. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. The next big thing to happen was on December 10th, 1971, the Mets traded Mr. Ryan to the California Angels for a guy named Jim Fregosi. If my memory serves me correct, Nolan asked to be traded, didn't he? I honestly don't know. You may be right. Yeah, I believe. I'm, I'm fairly certain when I was reading up on him last night that he, he requested that trade. I don't remember why, but I don't, and well, I don't think he requested where. I think he just requested a trade. It, it doesn't shock me. The Mets had some great starting pitching. So he may have just wanted to... Uh, I mean, he was expendable because they had such a great starting rotation anyway. I would imagine that they regret that trade a little bit, but uh, Jim Fergosi was no slouch, so nothing wrong uh, with that trade. Uh, I'm just trying to make you feel better, Mets fans. Uh, Next thing to happen was what's something he was very famous for, the no-hitter. May 15th, 1973, he pitches his first no-hitter, strikes out 12 Kansas City Royals in Kansas City. The Angels win 3-0 in 1973. That was his first no-hitter, and guess what? That was in May, and then in July, on the 15th, he threw another one the same year. 1973 was a crazy year for, for Nolan Ryan. He, he, he not only threw two no-hitters, he struck out, are you ready for this? 383 batters Jeez. in one season. Three, that's a three, 83. He got close to 400 batters striking out, and check this out. How many complete games did he throw? 
26. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you don't get that many in a season combined with the whole league now. No, you, you don't. It, that's a fact. And, and career-wise, guys don't get 26 complete games. He tossed four shutouts that year and, uh, as I said, threw that second no-hitter in July. In uh, 74, he actually made the Guinness Book of World's Record, the world's fastest pitch. 100.9 miles per hour. It was during a game between the Angels and the Tigers at Anaheim Stadium. Um, 100.9 with what they had to measure back in 74. I have seen and read some articles that say it wasn't super accurate. He may have been throwing 105, 106. We just don't know. Yeah, just like we don't know how hard Bob Feller threw. We just know they threw hard. That's good enough for me. So 100.9. Have a car going 109 miles per hour and have him throw it when it goes past it? Is that how they, that's that's how they measured Bob, Bob Fellers, I believe. I think it was a motorcycle and the ball yeah, was. was traveling right next to the motorcycle's head. In September of 1974, so a year after he threw two no-hitters, he threw his third no-hitter against the Minnesota Twins as the, that's right, they were the California Angels. Defeated Minnesota 6 to nothing. And not too long after that, 1975, he threw another no-hitter versus the Baltimore Orioles. That was his fourth no-hitter, and that tied him with the great Sandy Koufax for the most no-hitters in a career. Good company. And 1979, as a free agent, this is where I started really enjoying watching him play. As a free agent, he signs a four-year, $4.5 million contract with the Houston Astros, making him the highest-paid Major League Baseball player at the time. Yeah, the first million-dollar player, right? He was. The first guy to make over a million a year. And it was, uh, I mean, we look at it now, it's like 4.5 million. Oh, he got ripped off. But uh, back then, it was a ridiculous amount of money. It it, it paid off for the Astros. Two years later, he threw his fifth no-hitter against the Dodgers, uh, five to nothing. In 1983... He earned his 3,509th strikeout, surpassing the great Walter Johnson's all-time strikeout record from 1927. So, Walter Johnson, a lot of people said his strikeout record would never be broken. They didn't know about Nolan Ryan. And Nolan was 36 at this time. Which, yes. as a pitcher, especially a power pitcher, you're like, wow, that's he's got to be wrapping up. But he had 10 more years. Exactly. No one expected that. I don't. He may have, but no one else did. That's for sure. Uh, so he pitched for the Astros for four more years, and in 1988, as a free agent, he signs with the Texas Rangers. In 1989, August 22nd, this is where we bring you in, uh, Jeff. <laughs> that fateful night. The fateful <laughs> night of the 5,000th strikeout. He sets the record at 5,000 by striking out. Ricky Henderson... No offense, Jeff, but uh, it just happened to be number 5,000. Actually, I think Ricky was kind of proud of that fact. Yeah, I, I've told the story, and I, don't, I have no proof that this is one of those real Ricky stories, but that he asked if he could take the ball out to Nolan Ryan. This is before Nolan Ryan had thrown a pitch to him. Like he, he was just gonna, he, he wanted another, he said that this is a, a, a quote from him, that it was just another paragraph in the record book for him, that he was the victim, so yeah yep good stuff and it's fun it's fun piece of trivia to remember that uh 1990 june 11th guess what he did he threw a no hitter against the oakland athletics that was his sixth no hitter and maybe not quite a year later in 91 he threw his seventh and final no hitter that's where the major league record stands as the rangers beat the blue jays in arlington at i'm linked to that day as well Uh really well, remember what else happened when Nolan threw his seventh and final You're no-hitter right. earlier in the yes. day in yes, Oakland with the A's and the Yankees. Ricky Henderson broke the all-time stolen base record of 939. Yeah, and he became the greatest ever. Greatest of all time. That's right. Yep. So Ricky again. Yep. That, that, both of those things happened on the same day. I remember that. Just thinking, you know, we should have spread that out. But anyway. <laughs> Give them each their own day. Yeah. September 22nd, 1993, Seattle Mariners were in the Kingdome. I was there. This was his last Major League game. He uh, hurt his arm, and he still tried to throw after that. The Mariners ended up beating him 7-4. to four. guy named Dan Howitt hit uh, his home run. Former off of athletic Ryan. Dan Howitt. That's right. Yeah. 
and he hit his home run off of Nolan. That was the last we saw of Mr. Nolan Ryan on the baseball field. That was a sad day. I was there, and I was, I was, uh, I didn't cry, but I kind of wanted to. In fact, I'll, I'll do it later because I <laughs> still think that's building up. Um, so that was it. 1993 was 27 years in the big leagues. After that, he went on to some other jobs. He was a special assistant to the president of the Texas Rangers for 10 years. And uh, a big day, January 5th, 1999. First year of eligibility for the Hall of Fame. He gets elected with 98.7% of the ballots. At that time, that was the second highest percentage of votes of all time. So there he goes from 68 all the way to 93. And, and five years later, he's in the Hall of Fame. Something weird happened the next year. In, in the year 2000, Nolan had a heart attack. And, you know, the guy was in incredible shape. It just goes to show you, you never know. Uh, his heart attack uh, came when he was 53 years old. He had to have emergency double bypass surgery. And, of course, he beat it. He's doing quite well, still working. Uh, in 2004 through 2008, he became special assistant to the Astros general manager. From the Rangers to the Astros, back to the Rangers. In 2008 through 2011, he was president of the Texas Rangers. He became part owner through 2013, and he was president and CEO through October 31st, 2013. Right now, he, I believe he is still currently with the Astros as an executive advisor. That uh, 2014, he went back to the Houston Astros, and I believe that's where he is now. In fact, so we got to look for him next He got week. another World Series ring. He did, yes, as, uh, as a front office guy. Yep. So that's pretty exciting. Now, Jeff, I don't know how much time we have. But I have here 34 facts about Nolan Ryan that you may or may not know. All right, let's go for it. All right, 34 facts. I hope you enjoy these. Feel free to comment. All right, here we go. In 1987 is age 40 season. Nolan Ryan led the NL in strikeouts and earn run average, among other things. He posted a whip of 1.14, and the Astros supported him so well by scoring either zero or one run in a quarter of his starts. He went 8-16 and 16 that year. That's the Randy Johnson award. Is that terrible? Oh, it was frustrating. I'll never forget it. Um, here's an interesting one. Hall of Famer Edgar Martinez struck out in 53% of his at-bats against Nolan Ryan. That I did know. And I knew that because, you know, with Edgar just going in the Hall of Fame this year, they listed his numbers against some of the greats like Mariano Rivera and all these yes. other ace pitchers and he owned them all but nolan yeah. ryan was the one of the one of the guys that that he just he couldn't hit yeah and uh it, he, just to show you edgar struck out 17 percent of the time against everyone else against nolan ryan 53 percent. so crazy you got one amazing hitter striking out um with one amazing pitcher out there here's a here's one uh home runs think about home runs nolan ryan faced roger maris mark mcguire and barry bonds no one else has done that. <laughs> so he, he, he faced the guy that hit 61 and then the other two that hit, you know, 70 and 4,000 or whatever ridiculous amount it was back then. This is fact number four. Only 16 pitchers in history have recorded half as many strikeouts as Nolan Ryan. He led the league in strikeouts 11 times, the most since Walter Johnson. So there have only been 16 pitchers that have struck out half of what Nolan has struck out in his career. That's pretty cool. I was impressed by that one. Well, I'm impressed by a lot of these. How about Norm Cash? You know the story there? I do. I do know this one. Yeah, I think you even told it on this on this podcast before, but it's a good one. I believe so, yeah. Norm Cash, he had faced Nolan Ryan. He was sick of it. He couldn't come close to hit him. So he went into the clubhouse and he broke off the leg of a table. And he this is in a spring training game and he waltzes back up to home plate and... Uh, the umpire looks at him and goes, what are you doing? And uh, the quote is, table leg or Louisville slugger, it makes no difference. <laughs> so the umpire made him go get a real bat, though. And so, But, hey, you know, you never know. It was worth a shot. He might have hit him with a table leg. Next fact, entering the 2019 season, 354 pitchers in baseball history have struck out 1,183 or more batters in their careers. Nolan Ryan struck out 1,183 different batters. 
Uh, entering the 2019 season, CC Sabathia is the current active Major League Baseball strikeout leader. In order to catch Nolan Ryan, he needs to strike out 250 hitters per season for the next 11 years. Well, and he'll catch him. Since he's retiring, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's gonna. That's not going to happen. But you know, I just thought you might want to know the numbers. Uh, next fact: Rod Carew, Andre Dawson, Carlton Fisk, George Brett, and Tim Raines, all Hall of Famers. They struck out more against Nolan Ryan than anyone else in their entire careers. Hmm. So they're in good company, at least. Here's the frustrating one. This is, I remember we were talking earlier about how Felix Hernandez doesn't really get any run support. It was the same with Nolan Ryan. Uh, he had uh, 198 career non-win quality starts. So a quality start is what, Jeff? Five innings? Seven innings? Six. I think it's, it, it used to be six. I think they upped it to seven innings. Uh-huh. Okay. So he had 198 quality starts that he didn't win. And, and I, it's, it's two earned runs or less, isn't it? Or right. is it three? I think it's three. It's good for us to look this stuff up before we go on the air. Now we're going to get... Anyway, in these 198 non-wins, he, his record was 0 and 107 with a two... <laughs> listen to this, a 2.27 ERA. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and a 1.166 walks and hits to innings pitch pitched and he struck out 9.77 batters every nine innings in those starts where he was 0 and 107 <laughs> boy you should be so lucky as to have somebody like that on your team <laughs> no kidding oh of course would, he's a uh, hall of famer so yeah you should be lucky but my goodness <laughs> i would uh, i i just i remember being so frustrated and losing so many games one to nothing two to two to one and just being when you guys hit the ball man uh, it was it was very frustrating, but uh, he never let it get to him. Got to me though, that's for sure. Uh, here's a list of father and son teams struck out by Nolan Ryan. He struck out a number of fathers and sons: Sandy Alomar and Sandy Alomar Jr. and Roberto Alomar. He struck out Bobby Bonds and Barry Bonds, Tito Francona and Terry Francona. He struck out Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. Hal McRae and Brian McRae. Tony Perez and Eduardo Perez, Ducky Schofield and Dick Schofield, and last and certainly not least, he struck out Maury Wills and Bump Wills. It's uh, only somebody with a lot of longevity is going to come close to doing something like that. Yeah. You know, I struck your daddy out and I'm going to strike you out. Of course, he <laughs> wouldn't do something like that, but I would. Then well, again, remember, I just last week I named the father-son duos that CeCe Sabathia had faced not yes. struck out, just faced, yes. and it wasn't even half that list. Right, yeah, he's, he's struck all those guys out, which just blows me away. How about this? this? This is another one to show you the frustration. Nolan Ryan made six starts for the Astros in May of 1980. Okay, they scored a total of seven runs in those six starts. Hmm. He still won two of the games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just... That's got to be frustrating, but you know what? He's a professional. How about this one? This will blow you away. In 1973 and 1974, Nolan Ryan pitched 326 and 332 innings, respectively. 326 and 332. Nobody is getting anywhere near that these no, days. No, not even and close. It did, and no franchise would allow somebody to throw that that many innings. It's amazing to me that the, the arm didn't just, you know, just dry up and shrivel and fall off or something but uh, yeah pretty impressive 300 plus innings pitched here's one uh from 73 through 91 there were 300 games in which, in which a pitcher went nine or more innings and allowed two or fewer hits okay 300 games this is all the way from 73 through 91 nolan ryan accounted for 26 of them <laughs> uh from 68 his first full year in the big leagues through 93 his final season in the big leagues, there were 14 seasons in which a pitcher struck out at least 300 batters. Nolan Ryan accounted for 43% of those. Next fact, Nolan Ryan struck out 26% of the batters he faced in the 1970s. That's 10,453 batters, and he struck out 2,678 of them. Jeez. Yeah. Nolan Ryan struck out 26 different hitters at least 20 times during his career, including four Hall of Famers. So striking out 20 times against Nolan Ryan, eh, it's just something that happens. <laughs> uh, 
He struck out 163 different batters at least 10 times. Um, here's some records. Nolan Ryan owns fewest hits per nine innings career. Uh, 6.56 hits per nine innings, which gives him the lowest batting average allowed for a pitcher in his career. Over the course of those 27 seasons, batters only managed to hit 204. Hmm. Of course, we talked about the no-hitters career, the strikeouts career. Uh, he had 26 seasons in a row where he, he chalked up a win, which is also a record. And, of course, the strikeouts per season, 1973, he struck out 383 batters. So th- those are the facts I wanted to go over. And uh, I-, I was pretty blown away. And I'm a Nolan Ryan fan, so I know a lot of these things. Uh, some of them, though, really blew me away. All right. So I have got a couple of, of uh, facts slash stories here for you as well. First, a couple of just quick ones. Uh, did you, you know how Nolan Ryan liked to prevent uh, blisters on his hands? And it is, it is it is not the way that Pete Rose and uh, the Alou <laughs> or brothers did it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I believe I do know. Um, I believe he soaked them in pickle brine. Absolutely right. Which is yeah. a lot more sanitary than Pete Rose and the Alou's who yeah. would relieve themselves on their own hands in order to keep them from getting yeah <laughs> i always said if i ever you know met pete rose or one of the alu brothers shaking their no hands. handshakes nope. no high fives nope nope uh I, this one i think a lot of people probably know nolan ryan has a vast beef empire in texas he he, uh, he raises uh, beef master cattle and beef master are bred specifically to survive the summers of south texas and they are a three-way cross between the the Brahmin, the Hereford, the Shorthorn breeds. I bet you knew that because I certainly um, did. Well, yeah, I mean that much is obvious. Uh, I to tell you how much <laughs> I knew about that, I don't think I could have named a single cow breed. They're just no. cows, dude. Heifers. We've. I think we talked about this. Uh, he co-owns along with his sons two minor league teams: the Astros AAA team that the Round Rock Express, or I'm sorry, they're the Rangers affiliate, and the AA Corpus Christi Hooks, who are the Astros affiliate. And I think we mentioned that because I went to a Round Rock game uh, earlier this year. You did? And uh, got you some, some Nolan Ryan swag and yeah, got to see I... uh, Jordan Alvarez hit two home runs in that game. He's he's doing pretty well. For he's me, doing for pretty good. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome that you got to see him hit two home runs. That's yeah, super cool. Yeah, you brought me back my favorite hat. It's just yep. a big number thirty four with a pitcher, not a picture, a pitcher, a guy throwing a ball. Yeah, that Ryan. that classic Nolan Ryan silhouette of him. You yeah. know, raising his knee right kind of up into his chest. You can yes. clearly tell it's Nolan Ryan. Yeah, uh, this hat. is a good one. If a pitcher started in the major leagues today struck out 300 guys for 19 years he'd still be 14 strikeouts short of nolan ryan's career mark oh my gosh that's amazing that is incredible you know nolan's a tough guy he's got a tough guy image you know he would uh, of course there's the fight with with robin ventura but he was known to be you know a a tough guy out there on the mound. if you tried to lay down a bunt or if he thought that you were crowding the plate he would come up and in with that hundred mile per hour fastball and give you something to think about well there's a great story in 1985 nolan ryan out on his ranch found two coyote pups that had been abandoned so he decided to take them home because he's nolan ryan well one of these coyotes this little puppy uh, bit his hand so ryan had to undergo a whole bunch of tests for rabies he ended up missing a start uh he was so he was not pleased about that rabies tests are painful as all get out and uh, of course the coyote pups you're not supposed to have those as uh, you're not supposed to have coyotes as pets so they were taken away so he was held out for a start. His next start back, he took it out on the San Diego Padres. He only gave up six hits. He only walked two, which is saying something for Nolan Ryan. And he yeah. struck out five in a three to two win. Nice. Uh, also, another classic game that is spoken about Nolan Ryan. Uh, June 14th, 1974. 
Uh, Nolan Ryan struck out 19 Red Sox hitters over 13 innings in the Angels' 4-3, 15-inning victory at the Big A in Anaheim. (laughs) Uh, So what's incredible about this 13-inning performance that he stayed in and all those strikeouts was his pitch count. His pitch count was 235. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's three starts for a lot of guys these days. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So so just to put that into perspective, Tim Wakefield in a 10-inning start for the Pirates in 93 threw 172 pitches. But of course, Tim Wakefield is a knuckleball pitcher. So knuckleball pitchers can throw a ton of pitches because the knuckleball, you're not throwing it hard. It doesn't really put any stress on your elbow. Right. Yeah, that's nobody's going to come close to that ever again, I don't think. No. So I got two more things for you. First of all, his first game ever. Can you believe this lineup? So his first strikeout ever was against, uh, it was against the Braves, uh, the Atlanta Braves. His first strikeout was Pat Jarvis, who was a pitcher. So, all right, whatever. He then struck out Eddie Collins. (laughs) He faced Hank Aaron. And then he gave up his first home run later to Joe Torre. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So those are some names for you right there. Man. Uh, another fact, you know, Nolan Ryan actually had a bit of a bat. He could swing the bat at least once. Yeah. He at least once he could. So uh, Nolan Ryan, in his debut game when he signed with the Houston Astros in 1990, he uh, swung the lumber, which uh, I don't think he. Well, he must have uh, swung it when he was with the Mets, but not with the with the California. Uh, when he was with the Angels. So uh, Nolan Ryan uh, only went six innings in this game. This game ended up going 17 innings, by the way. The Dodgers won six to five. But Nolan Ryan, in his first at-bat, hit a three-run home run. <laughs> that was off, And it was off Don Sutton. Hall of Famer Don Sutton. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> but let me, read you, let me read you some of the names that played in this game. Davey Lopes, Pedro Guerrero, who I think was a rookie at that point. Steve Garvey, Dusty Baker, Ron Say, Bill Russell, Steve Yeager. I mean, these are Charlie Huff pitched in this game. (laughs) Wow. They found everybody. My gosh. I mean, well, Charlie Huff must have only been in the league for 20 years at this point. Right. uh, In 1980. Uh, On that Astros team, uh, Cesar Cedeno, Joe Morgan, Jose Cruz, Art Howe was the first baseman for that team. Jeffrey Leonard got into the game. The hack man. (laughs) Penitentiary face. Jeffrey Leonard. (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey, don't call me Jeff Leonard. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, let's see. We already covered the beef. I've got one last Nolan Ryan thing for you that I don't think that you're aware of. Nolan Ryan is not only a great name when it comes to baseball, but also in the rap game. What? (laughs) So there is a rapper named Nolan Ryan. I don't know if this is his real name or if he adopted this as a persona. This is rather interesting. Uh, I'd like to describe Nolan Ryan in this video. He is a white guy, first of all. (laughs) He uh, looks like he, I I don't want to say he's really ginger, but he's very, he's fair skinned. He's got a red beard that is not dyed. He is a very oh. fair-skinned guy. He is wearing a, a, a Steph Curry Golden State Warriors basketball jersey. Okay. He has got a uh, 40 of uh, old English malt liquor in his hand as he's rapping. <laughs> <laughs> and oh uh, this is what it sounds like. Oh, man, dude, that was great. Kidding. <laughs> it's your new ringtone right there. I don't want to make too much fun of him. I don't know how much pull this guy's got. I don't want to. That's a good point. I don't want yeah, to end no, up I... on the wrong end of a, you know, a notorious B.I.G. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, we're going to wrap up the, the Nolan Ryan portion of this show. I think that is more Nolan Ryan facts than even Nolan Ryan's wife knew. Who was his high school sweetheart, by the way? There's another one for you. That's right. Um, He's still married. They're still married. And uh, yeah, her name is uh, Ruth 
Holdorf, Ryan. They got married on June 26th in 1967. They're still married. All right, so we're going to roll into our final segment of the day. The Wax Pack Heroes is back. I have got two uh, cards. We're going to open up some scorecards from 1991 uh, today. I have got uh, one in each hand. Uh, Mark, why don't you tell me which one you want to you want to claim? Well, last week I went with the right, and you won. So let's go left. Left. All right. So yeah, last week I dominated. I, I scored fifty-seven cents to your thirty-two. Uh, common players uh, in uh, back in May of nineteen ninety-two were worth one cent from this pack. <laughs> so we are using a uh, Beckett uh, baseball card monthly from uh, May nineteen ninety-two. Commons are worth nothing. We're just gonna you know disregard them. We're only going to uh, count any card that has a value from May of 1992. So you're starting off with one of my all-time favorite, Cubs Rhino. Ooh, Ryan Sandberg, second baseman, great defensive player, and hit a ton of home runs. And he is worth seven cents. Yeah. Which, if you recall last week, that was pretty much what any card worth of any value was. Seven cents. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Ellis Burks. I remember Ellis Burks, uh, Boston Red Sox. Correct. He is worth two cents. Yeah. He and Mike Greenwell worked together in the outfield, weren't they? That's right. Oh, here we go. Bo Jackson. Yeah. Mr. Two Sports. uh, Bo knows baseball cards. So that's eight cents. It's interesting because you have got uh, your first card of the set was number three, number eight, and then number five. Now, I'm a little jealous here of your next one. You have pulled Mr. (laughs) Can you see this? Can you no, see through I mean, the microphone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Lee Henley Henderson, number 10. He is worth nice. five cents, but, you know, we all know it's worth a lot more. I'm going to keep oh, yeah. that. I'm going to hold that one out just because, you know, I like to keep those. Of course. So I wouldn't score have is, it any other way. Score is interesting because all, depending on where you are in the run, there are a whole bunch of different colors. So all those first cards where it had a blue border. These next four cards have a white border. Then the next four have a black border, and the last four are teal. So it's a rainbow. It is. Uh, here we go, athletics. Oh, it's a rookie card, Mike Bordick. Oh, my gosh, a Bordick rookie? Yep. Dude, this, this will excite the Mike Bordick fan club, who, who I know personally. Well, in, uh, in, it, at this point in time, he was worth three cents and trending downward. You got to love Mike Bordick, though. <laughs> I, I, I loved Mike Bordick. Here's Absolutely. another rookie for the Braves. I have not heard of this guy, Jim Vatcher. Mm, nope, you got me on that one. Well, he's worth two cents. What? See, he's not, not a common, just barely. Here's a Dodger rookie, Terry Wells, a pitcher. I don't remember him either. He is likewise worth two cents. <laughs> We've never of heard course. of him, but they're still worth something. Here we, right. Here we go. Mel Stottlemyre Jr. Nice. Now, we've talked about him because he pitched for one year in the majors. Right. And then he became the pitching coach for the Mariners. Yes. He followed in his father's footsteps and became a pitching coach. But it, that is worth zero cents. Here's your guy again last week who you could not recall who he was, Jeff King. Oh, Jeff King. Yeah, I only know him from last week. <laughs> He's still worth <laughs> nothing. Uh, another athletic uh, now, longtime pitching coach, both for the A's and I think he's with the Giants now. He went to the uh, Red Sox for one year. Kurt Young. Oh, Kurt Young. I have a Kurt Young story I'll tell sometime. All right. Well, he is worth nada. Uh, <laughs> do you remember Ken Anderson, shortstop for the Angels? I do not. Neither do I. I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, neither does Beckett. Uh, Bobby Ojeda. <laughs> There's a name from oh, the Bobby Ojeda. 88 Mets Reliever. team. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not worth anything. You uh, you you've hit a you've hit a wall here. Uh, yeah, now last too. week, uh, you've got a lot of players that you pulled last week as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with this one once again. The one dog. Oh man, the one dog. Yes, I totally don't remember who that was, <laughs> but I do remember that that uh, Sean Casey is the mayor, not the governor. Yeah, <laughs> Lance Johnson, the one dog. Lance Johnson. There you go. Jim Eisenreich. Right fielder, oh, Kansas City Royals. I like. Jim. I haven't thought about Jim Eisenreich in forever. I had not really thought about him until about two seconds ago, but that is worth yeah. nothing. Uh, Roy Smith, pitcher for the Twins. I do not remember him. 
nothing. And then your final card. Oh, this is a good one. Hall of Famer Craig Biggio. Oh, yeah. There you go. One of my five favorite players of all time. Uh, Biggio was only worth two cents. That's kind of surprising. Uh, his rookie card would have been 89. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is definitely not a rookie card. Yeah. All right. So let's add up your uh, your totals here. That is, uh, again, I went to Washington State, so you'll have to give me a minute. Yeah, remember to carry the four. You scored an even 30 cents. Nice. Don't wow, don't spend it all uh, in one place. Yeah, 30 cents. That'll uh, get me... Uh... We can put it in one of those machines and still tip somebody a nickel. You can go. Uh, you can go buy the latest Nolan Ryan album on iTunes. It's the new, the new rapper Nolan Ryan. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna open up my pack now. Uh, so I am opening up with Dan Pasqua. Now this White is Sox. a cool card because he is in a turn back the clock jersey in 1991. Nice. It looks like a Field of Dreams jersey. It's awesome. Nice. That's cool. It is worth zero cents, though. Yeah, uh, the artwork is great. <laughs> next, we've got the Zinger, Todd Benzinger. Oh, you got to love Todd Benzinger. Uh, I would love him more if he was worth anything, but he's not. Right. But just to have the name Zinger is cool. <laughs> now we've got current uh, Nationals manager, Dave Martinez. This with the Expos. Nice. Yeah. Worth zero. I am not. I'm not hitting here so far. Mm, so far, so good. Here we go. Mariners outfielder Tracy Jones. Oh man, yeah, he he was here for a bit. <laughs> uh, I sense some hostility towards uh, Tracy Jones. Eh, I wouldn't call it hostility. Uh, I'd just say, mm, you know, you can keep that card. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim Tuffle, New York oh, Mets wow. infielder. Yeah, second base. Um, played shortstop too i think yeah he's kind of a utility guy i am i am threatening to score zero zero with this pack <laughs> this could be a record this could be a record next we've got uh third baseman rance mullinix for the uh, blue jays another great first name rance rance and a good last name in mullinix but uh no still shut out (laughs) oh but here we go i got a rookie card Indians oh. outfielder Bo Aldred. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. No, nothing. He was a rookie at one yes. time. Here we go. Here's a rookie card for Luis Soho. Nice. Now, can you tell me who Soho came up with? Wow. Um, Soho, the Angels? He came up with the Blue Jays. No kidding. Yeah, but he's I worth, nothing. Guess that. Nothing. Yeah. worth nothing. Worth nothing. Uh, I'm going to guess this is going to be worth nothing. Brad Kaminsk, outfielder for the Orioles. Oh, yeah. Brad Kaminsk. I was uh, I was correct. I'm still I'm still being shut out. Nice. I have a chance to score here. Mr. Larry Walker from the Montreal uh, yes. Expos. A guy who we have looked at and said, maybe this guy de- deserves a chance of being in the Hall of Fame. Would you believe that his card is worth nothing? Well, he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's his second year. <laughs> Worth nothing. Wow, really? That's kind of weird. I wouldn't have thought that. Okay, next we've got Mark Knutson, pitcher for the Brewers. I'm going to guess that's going to be nothing. Sure. That's nothing. Uh, Jose De Leon for the Cardinals. Another solid, you know, somebody I'm not aware of who they are. Oh, really? I, I remember him. He was just kind of a, always, I think he was a reliever. Hmm. Uh, I take your word for it, man. Yeah, he was. He, he got a couple of spot starts, but I remember him from the the Cardinals. I remember specifically, you know, on the AstroTurf and and yeah. Old Bush Stadium. Uh, next, we've got Melito Perez, pitcher for the White Sox. I remember Melito Perez. He had some good hair going. He, he did add some. Did he have the Jerry Curl? Or was that someone yep. else? Yep. Yeah. And Pasquel Perez had the real Jerry Curl going, but Melito yeah. had some too. He he was he was Jerry Curl Central. Next, we've got pitcher for the Expos, Tim Burke. <laughs> Boy, Tim could, Burke. I, could they be any more common? <laughs> Tim Burke is, is, was a good pitcher, just, you know, not a huge name. He's an average guy. Uh, here we go. This is one of my, I like, I like this guy, Pags. Mike Pagliarulo. Exactly. This is with the Padres. Okay, so is that before or after the Yankees? I don't remember. I think it was before, or no, I think it was after. Yeah, he came up with the Yankees, went to the Padres in 89. Okay. But that is, so that, I've got one card left. I have zero cents so far. My wife says I have zero cents all the time. Yes, but, I've heard. 
Uh, I know I'm going to score some points on this one because I have as well pulled a Craig Biggio. <laughs> nice. So I avoided the shutout and I got two cents. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't need wow. any. T- I don't need any time to add up my total. <laughs> I think. I think this is very. This is very a appropriate um, that I almost threw a no hitter against you yeah. uh, with <laughs> Wax Packs Heroes. I was the one that got no run support. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But so, I almost no hit you, man. That was, you, that was that would have been beautiful. That was almost a perfect game. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you, you with that win, win, with that win, you have moved ahead five to four Oof. in this segment. Well, I, I think we've uh, run through Wax Packs Heroes enough, and I want to call it a segment while I'm ahead. <laughs> All right, that's, that's not going to go over. I, no, we no. still got more cards to open. Oh, Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. All right, so that'll do it for Wax Packs Heroes. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, should you feel so inclined, you can follow us on the social medias. We are on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Two Strike Noise T W O Strike Noise. Uh, you can also please uh, do check out the show notes. Got a lot of links in there from things that we've talked about. Um, as well as just some other fun stuff that we'll throw up on things like Twitter and Instagram throughout the week. So please give us a follow. Please tell uh, anybody you know how amused you are by the show. Uh, we sure appreciate it. Uh, and it does help if you can uh, rate and review us on whatever platform you are listening to us on. But Mark, uh, I am excited. This was a great show, number 34, to honor the great Nolan Ryan. Should we just for now on just do shows each episode just based on what show it is? We'll pick a that as the jersey number and and do a, do a show about yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, I believe 35 was the number one by Garth Eorge. <laughs> Garth, well, speaking of great names from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So we could do a story on Garth Eorge. All right. Well, uh, we will be back, though, next week with another show. Uh, Thank you for listening, and uh, we hope you'll join us again on another edition of Two Strike Noise. Thank you. God bless you. Happy Nolan Ryan Day. 